is this is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. So I was praying about who could be on the show for you to make you laugh. I was thinking last week and praying, and it popped into my mind that I have Anita Renfro's cell phone number from like four or five years ago when I was doing the Caleb Morning Show, and in a weak moment, she gave it to me. And so I looked in my phone, and I still had it. You know, Anita Renfro, she's so funny, and she sings funny songs, and she's been with Women of Faith, and she became really popular with this song. Close your mouth when you chew, we'd appreciate. Take a bite, maybe two of the stuff you hate. Use your fork, do not burp, or I'll set you straight. Eat the food, I put up on your plate. Get an egg in the door, don't get smart with me. Get a grip, get in here, on count two, three. Get a job, get a life, get a PhD, get a dose You jumped in. If I've said it once, I've said it at least a thousand times before that you're too old to act this way. It must be your father's DNA. Look at me when I am talking. Stand up straighter when you walk a place for everything. And everything must be in place. Stop crying or I'll give you something real to cry about. Oh! Wash your teeth, wash your face, get your PJs on, get in bed, get a hug, say a prayer with mom. Don't forget, I love you. And tomorrow we will do this all again because the moms were never empty. You don't need the reason why. Because, 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 because. I said so, I said so, I said so, I said so. I'm the mom, the mom, the mom, the mom, the mom. Ta-da! Anita Renfro is honestly a funny person. She's beautiful and funny and interesting. And AnitaRenfro.com is where you can find out more and buy videos. And and so I have her cell phone number. And I decided last week I would text her to see if she'd be on the show for you. And she said yes. So I got a chance to talk with her last week. And the first thing I told her was that my friend Carrie Scott, who wrote the book Untangled and was a guest last week, I told her I was going to talk to Anita Renfro. And I told Anita that Carrie thought that was a big deal, that Anita's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I always think when when someone reports that kind of thing, I'm like, that person needs to get out. (laughs) They need, they need to experience other, other parts of life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But there's someone listening right now and really they don't know you at all. Oh yeah, I know. I bet there's a bunch of people. (laughs) And I thought that'd be a good place to start just, you know, in these next minutes that we get together with somebody is kind of not kind enough to listen to us, you know, God bless them. But you would just, Maybe tell us your story and tell us who you are. Oh, sure. Um, Do you want me to start like in the really beginning or just the last 15 years? Where where, where do you want? I want to know who you are, like what comes up in your soul when I ask you that question. If you want to go back to birth, you can. If you want to just... I mean... I'll just just bring you up to speed. Okay. And then we'll we'll talk about, you know... uh, Born and raised in Texas in a family full of preachers and singers... And a faith culture that didn't really celebrate comedy, but they did music. So I did a lot of music and stuff till um, I met my husband and he was going to be, he was in seminary to be a pastor. And so being a musician was really sexy to him. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
So, I mean, any, any pastor wants a piano player. So, um, we got married in, uh, let's see what year, 1982. We had three kids. My husband was in ministry. And so I didn't really fit the mold because I had no edit button between my brain and my mouth. And it's, it's great for comedy. It's a liability as a possibility. (laughs) Let me tell you. Did you get in trouble Um, sometimes for reels? For reals, for reals, I, but you know, in the broad strokes of how God redeems everything, I now get paid for what he used to get fired for. And so, um, the closer I got to 40, uh, the less I really, really cared what anybody thought about me and about fitting in the mold. So I started embracing who I really was and I'm really weird. And so God's like, awesome. I hardwired you like that. I can use that. Yay. Boy, do I relate to that. So weird. um, Yeah. Being weird for the kingdom. It's awesome. (laughs) It's not really reported a lot. But I mean, really, if you look into the Bible, almost all those people were weird. So I embrace I learned to embrace my weirdness. Mm -hmm. And then um, I learned how to turn it around um, and make everyone feel a little less weird. So I'm sort of way out there weird. So then everyone else feels more normal. And I think that's my real gift um, is sharing that with people. So that, that brought us up to about 35 years old, which is when people kept telling me I was funny. I was funny. I should do comedy. And I'm like, uh, you're crazy. I was just talking. That can't be that funny. They're like, no, no, no. That's really, really funny. And I guess because um, like everybody else, if you have a, a gift hardwired inside of you, you don't think it's remarkable. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's good that we have people to call gifts out of us, which is kind of what happened with me. People kept saying it's really, really funny. And about the 7,000th time I heard that, I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I tried to be funny on purpose, which I'd just been being funny accidentally. And um, I found out kind of had a knack for it. I loved Weird Al. I started writing parodies and Mm -hmm. doing them at women's things. And women would be like, that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. How can we get that on something that we can take home? Did my first DVD, except it was a VHS, in 1999. And um, then God's just honored it. That's all I know how to say is that um, God must have a sense of humor. And he likes to hear his children laugh. And I am happy to be an agent of that particular brand of Christianity. So um, then I was touring with Women of Faith, did the mom song. The mom song went viral. I had a lot of opportunities in not only Christian subculture, but in entertainment at large. And um, that's been incredibly fulfilling, but nothing compares, nothing compares to being a grandma. So I love it. (laughs) <laughs> We're all caught up. We're all caught up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I mean, you are entertaining. I mean, even telling your story, which for other people could have been a little bit like, well, that's kind of boring. Even your just boring story was entertaining. You're Oh, you're entertaining. there we go. I'm excited. I'm excited that, you know, maybe I should continue in this field. Okay, that's <laughs> okay, awesome. So I feel validated. How old's your grandbaby? Well, I have five oh, now. Oh, that's great. Five now. Um, the oldest will be six in July and my youngest is 11 weeks and they're all in between there. Well, congratulations. So yeah, that's wonderful. That's my full-time job. Now I'm doing comedy on the side. Okay. I just, I just love being a grandma. Well, the last time I remember seeing you and other people may have seen you too, you were in a movie with Matthew West that played on some TV channel. That's the last time I yes. saw you. Yeah. I what was, was that? um, 
I was, it was called The Heart of Christmas. Yeah. And it was on gospel, it was gospel music channel, but now it's up TV, which, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the name change. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Because, <laughs> you know, that was, I'm sure, a marketing decision, but okay. Up TV. Yeah, it's just, it just up. up. We're just up. Just up TV. <laughs> up, we're either up to something or it's up yours. I don't know what's going on with the, the whole But it was TV. really good. You were a really good actress. And I've kind of unplugged from the, you mentioned Christian subculture. And when I was at K-Love, you had to be so plugged into so many things. And I kind of unplugged. That was one of the last yeah. times I really kind of, well, I remember thinking, oh, look, there's Anita Renfro. I have her cell phone number. And right, like right. she's kind of my friend, and there she is. She's on. The- yeah, you were really good, and, and I, yeah, I think I had six lines in the whole movie. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for thinking my six lines were convincing. But I think that my first scene in the movie, I'm laying on a couch snoring, <laughs> and were. I'm like, uh, and they would let me put a lot of makeup on because these people are supposed to be stressed out at the hospital with this little boy, and. So they're like, no, no, you wouldn't be all, you know, glamorous. I'm like, but wait, that's how I look when I have the flu, when <laughs> this no makeup thing. So, uh, yeah. It's it cool, was, though. It's really, really it cool. Was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You, Matthew West is great. It was based on one of his songs. Yeah, I remember all that. And so you're super cool. You have great hair, and you're a fun grandma. And um, and then another place I saw Anita was um, she came to Indianapolis, and that's where we were based out of when we were doing the Caleb Morning Show, and just sitting there and listening to the women laugh. I'm watching you in your element, Anita, and just just joke after joke, and it does. It just kind of rolls out of you. It's yeah. yeah. I don't. I I do write some. You know, some when I get ready to do a new DVD, I sit down and write a new hour of material. But it's not hard because I make notes in my iPhone all the time about crazy stuff that I just observe. Ran- random things. I don't try to string it together in the moment. I just observe. And then eventually some, when I sit down, I do a new DVD like every 18 months. So when I sit down to do that, I have this whole lake full of fish to fish from, mm-hmm. um, of all the stuff that I've been observing. But you know, real life is so much better than anything you can make mm-hmm. up that I, I, I don't really have to make up the comedy. I just observe and report. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's the strength of the comedy that I do that is real. And the thing I get most, the compliment, the couple of compliments I get most often that I like um, that really encourage me. Um, one is, did you have a recorder in our van when we were driving on the way over here? The people in the audience think I was, because they talk about these things on the way to the shows. And uh, the second one is, I feel like you're my girlfriend. And I, when people tell me that, I don't take that lightly. I, I consider that the highest compliment. And they're, what they're saying is we don't really know you that well, but we feel like you know us, you know. And um, I think that's that's the best comedy. It just comes from real life and real things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I joke about um, – I have a new bit from the latest DVD about dude pills. Will you, will you <laughs> give it to us right now? I just talk about how, you know, dude pills, I'm trying to be, you know, diplomatic, not, 
not mentioning any brand names right. because there used to be just one kind, right? Yeah. Like little blue pills. Now and now there's a lot of them. And you have to watch competitive. these. Commercials. You can't watch football unless you watch right. all of them. Exactly. Yeah. And they all, they all, of course, they're trying to, you know, sexy them up as much as they can, but they all have the same couple of disclaimers. And one of them is, um, what it is, ask your doctor if you're healthy enough for this type of activity. And, <laughs> and I, <laughs> what I, I think to myself is, no man is ever going to ask his doctor because unless they are li on life support, they all believe they are healthy enough for this activity. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But the other thing, yeah, the other thing is if they did die from that, it would be the only time at a funeral you could say, well, at least he died doing what he loves. <laughs> anyway, just I'm saying my boundaries are a little farther out there. A comedic, uh, a Christian comedian's boundaries may be a little bit different from yours, is what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm I am a Christian who is a comic, but I'm just saying I I don't mind talking about real stuff, right? The, you know, yeah. it's good, yeah. it's really good. I really like it, and I think that's what makes us laugh, right? It's the whole thing that happens in the brain where you say what we were almost about to think, and then it's like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking that, or I was about to think that. I read a book once called How to Be Funny from Steve Allen. And uh -huh. they said, in, or he said in there, you you needed to figure out which kind of comedy you were. And so I, you had to find your favorite comics and do an analyzation. And I'm, uh, observational comedy is my favorite and what I also yeah. like. And it is, it just kind of, it just flows out of you and just rolls out of you. And it's, it's really, really fun. And then we're going to be out of time before you know it. And I have this question that's kind of, it's not really heavy and you certainly don't have to answer it. But sometimes when I uh, interview comedians, um, uh -huh. They tend to be, um, he it's like heavy oftentimes, like it, it uh -huh. tend, it seems like comedy is birthed sometimes out of pain, um, uh -huh. that they're like, you expect a really funny interview and you don't laugh at all because they're so right. deep. It's pretty right. really common actually. And I tend to be that right. way. Like people will ask me to come speak and they think, oh, this is going to be a riot. And I'm just like so deep because I can't help myself. So what about you? I mean, is that the truth about you? I kind of just paddle around in the shallow end. Uh, I don't know about this so deep stuff. Uh, I think I, I think I'm deep for a shallow person. But um, no, I, I we've talked about this before because there there is a there is a notion, a you know, kind of a you know, an assumed thing that you know all comics have tragic, tragic, dark, right yeah past or they're working out their pain or they're looking for validation or whatever right. and um i think maybe that's why i'm not a, a great comic is because i'm probably too happy um uh, i really love my life Good. i i'm not trying i don't have any kind of axe to grind with any family members of my of my family of origin um i really just enjoy spreading joy. Good. That makes me happy. And when I hear people laugh, it, it reminds me, you know, like as a mom, I know when my kids were little, one of the most delightful sounds to my ears was the sound of my kids laughing. Yeah. Yes. And yes. I think it must delight the heart of God to hear us laugh. And so the fact that I get to be like <laughs> the agent of that, like, like maybe I'm, I'm the bubbles between the kid, you know, I don't know. There's something in Lamont calls joy carbonated holiness. And I think 
the fact that we occasionally get to just take off the heaviness and for an hour make an appointment to laugh, I think it's really, yeah. really good for our souls yeah. that we don't take ourselves so seriously. And people are like, oh, well, you know, you know are, you're, you're a Christian and you're taking it seriously. I'm like, I take God incredibly seriously. I take myself not seriously at all. My goodness. I mean, I'm just dust. It says that, you know, we are just dust. We have a, you know, a soul and a body, but my goodness, none of us are going to make it out of here alive. We might as well just laugh a lot. <laughs> well, I needed this conversation. That just ministered to me a little bit. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I, it was probably accidental. I never set out. I never set out to do that. <laughs> well, you know, it's it like, just happened. sometimes I murk around in the deep waters. It's just, I gravitate and I know it has a lot to do with my past and I need therapy and I'm in therapy and you know what I mean? I just, Good. I go Good there, I go there. And so it's just a wonderful reminder, like the happiest times of my life. It was like an hour and a half ago when my six-year-old and I were just laying in bed making faces and I laughed until I cried. And then yes. the eight-year-old comes in and goes, why are you laughing? And so we all start laughing and those, right, those are, you can't really explain it's it. It's so happy. Yeah. Like that's to me, it is. like happiness it is. right there. And we don't, as adults, we don't really seek it out because everything, oh my gosh, the world's <laughs> falling apart and there's ISIS and the banks and <laughs> right, the right. Kardashians and Duggars. <laughs> I don't know. There's everybody. And we're, we're always upset about everything. And we really forget that it's not this hard. Life, it, life has hard things in it. But in general, I believe we were built to enjoy life. Yeah, that's a good you know, word. The, the first catechism is, um, what is the chief end of life? Is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And I think we get the glorify, oh, I've got to work really hard and glorify God. But we forget the second part, which is to enjoy Him. And uh, the fact that comedy may remind people that there is enjoyment in that first catechism, um, I believe is ministry enough. Well, you, uh, you sort of rock and, and I love, <laughs> I, 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 I love, maybe Carrie Scott is right. <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe Carrie Scott is right. Um, uh, she just wrote a book <laughs> called untangled. You should go, um, you should search her out. It came out this week. I will untangled I will. from Carrie Scott. Um, and then, um, and she's really funny, but there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, I, what I, my, made me laugh so hard that you used the Kardashians and ISIS in the same sentence. That I know. Me up. Well, <laughs> this is, this is what happens when you're a shallow person and you surf the news channels. You don't ever stop. On one. <laughs> <laughs> me laugh. And then, um, when I, when I think of you, I have to admit that sometimes this image comes into me and it's probably like, I probably need therapy for this. And that is you dancing like, um, your Beyonce and you have these like old, God forgive me, flabby women next to you. Yeah. Sometimes I just yeah, see it, that fat in my mind. Yeah, and all the wrinkled ladies. Yes, all, all the wrinkled ladies. Because I like it, but I should have put some cream on it. Yes. Um, yeah, I got, we put a, a little thing out on Craigslist the day before we did that video. And we said, you know, you must be robust and ample. <laughs> and you must be over 60. <laughs> and uh, these women came. <laughs> It was the first time there was a call for a video where you had to be over 200 pounds to get in it. So, I mean, like, there's no way I'm going to be the biggest person in this video. Let's be honest. Vanity has its privilege, you know. So, uh, these ladies, God bless them, they put those black leotards on and they shook it for all they were worth. And they were like, yeah, we're leaving here. They, they were going back to wherever. I think they live, not, not in assisted living, but like in an apartment. Um, and so they all rode together and they went back. They're like, yeah, yeah, we got cards in the afternoon and we're going to go do our, our little dance class tonight. I'm like, who are you ladies? And I want to be you when I grow up. They were fearless. Okay. 
I'm putting that video um, at Life with Yeah, put a link. I'm putting a link. LifewithLisaWilliams.com. You can see that video, and then you can find out where Anita's going to be, and you can buy her stuff, and you can become her fan right now. You can do that. Oh, yeah, you can. And you can, if you call Lisa, she'll give you my primary cell number. Boom. Because I like it, but I should have put some cream on it. for being our guest today. Thanks for making us laugh. Lifewithlisawilliams.com to find out more about Anita Renfro. Our executive producer is Paul Goldsmith. All the ladies. Hashtag thanks for listening.